You're listening to episode 17 of the Kin Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is not the episode I had planned, but that's life, right? Sometimes things come out of left field. And today I'm going to talk about something that definitely caught me off guard. And that is losing somebody from my family. Now, losing someone's always tough, and this is a really hard topic, and I promise you that I debated whether or not I should record this episode, but I decided to go for it because there's something in particular that I want to share about this experience that I've had in losing my grandmother this past weekend, which is why the title of this episode is The Very, Very Unexpected Lesson in Losing Someone. Now, I realize that losing someone is different for everyone, and I just wanted to warn you in this episode, I do talk about losing someone from my family, in my case, it's my grandmother, and my particular process, coping with the loss. So I do want to say thank you in advance for your understanding, for being gentle with me on this episode. This is a hard one for me, but I do want to share something very important. So if you're up for it, let's do this. You're listening to The Kin Show, where we explore the intricacies of the human heart, faith, relationships, spirituality, parenthood, and more, celebrating our journeys as seekers. We believe in love, in giving more of it to every person we interact with and to ourselves. We believe in living with intention for our children, for our communities, and most importantly, for ourselves. We believe we are all one family, one kin kindred spirits loved unconditionally by God. And we believe it's more important to actually know God than to just know about God. Seeker, writer, photographer, your host Marcella Tremoro shares perhaps way too many personal stories and asks you the right questions to help you uncover what's best for your life. This is not our practice life, so let's make the most of it. Are you ready to hear inspiring interviews and coffee table chats with Marcella? Grab a cup of coffee and prepare to transform your definition of your dream life. Here's your host, boy band lover and master of deep conversations, Marcella Chamorro. Last week, I was ready to publish a very exciting episode, but I never got to it because Friday around noon when I was going to publish it, I got the call that my grandmother had taken a turn for the worse And I headed to the hospital, left everything behind, and spent the rest of the afternoon with her. The very next morning, she passed away. And after that was a whirlwind of funeral arrangements, spending time with the family, going to mass, and all the stuff that comes along with losing someone close to you. Which explains why last week there was no new episode of the podcast. What I'm going to do, I've decided is I'm releasing this episode first on a very unexpected lesson in losing my grandmother. And then I'm going to release the episode that was ready last Friday. So there was no episode last week, but you'll get two this week and we will be up to date. But I felt it was important to get some thoughts out about losing someone, something that, you know, I've learned over the past week that I never saw coming, just like most family deaths. You don't see them coming. Even though it's like the law of life, right? We're born and we know we're going to pass away. And it's interesting because I read this quote in uh, Pima Chodron's book, When Things Fall Apart. And she wrote, life is like getting into a boat that's just about to sail out to sea and sink. 
Isn't that true? You know, we start this life knowing the one constant thing, the one truth is that we are going to eventually at some point, usually a very unexpected moment, pass away. But still, these things catch us completely off guard. And I have shed my fair share of tears over the past, you know, three weeks that all this has been happening with my grandmother, but I'm going to try my very hardest to get through this episode without getting emotional and crying because I don't think that's a very nice thing to listen to. I cry when I hear or see other people cry and I don't want you crying. So I'm going to try and do this as straight faced as possible. Now, I'm not going to get into my grandmother's life story, but I will say that growing up, I saw a lot of her. You know, it's not like she lived next door or anything, but even while I grew up in Miami and she lived in Nicaragua, we saw each other quite a bit. We spent summers here in Nicaragua. She visited Miami quite a bit, and we spent a lot of quality time together. But, you know, as most kids growing up, I didn't really get to know my grandmother. I didn't know much about her story. I didn't really ask her much about herself a lot of the times my focus was on me. I mean, I think that's a normal kid thing. Most people I know don't really know their grandparents for who they are. I knew the basic details, of course. You know, the stuff that becomes ingrained in your mind due to sheer repetition, like your last name. You know, I knew how many siblings she had, that her mother had died when she was four years old, and so on. But like most people, I didn't know much else. You know, most people... They just know their grandparents as grandma and what grandma does for me. Does she play with me? Does she give me toys? What kind of support and love does she give me? And that's where the relationship is focused. But the very unexpected lesson that I learned in losing her was that over the course of the two weeks where she was in the hospital and then her passing and spending time with family afterwards. So, you know, all of that time that we had been very intensely spending time with my grandmother. I think most days I visited her the three times that the ICU would allow us to go in and see her. So I saw her quite a bit um, in the last few weeks before she passed. And what I realized is that I got to know her a little better. Not because she could tell me things, because she was pretty weak and... She recognized me, said my name, and interacted with me on some level. But the stories that I heard about her were from family, right? And so I learned more about her history, her growing up, what it must have been like for her. And to be honest, it was a little jarring to learn more details about what could have been the reason behind a lot of the things that she did. Becoming a mother, I think, is what really changed how I perceive my grandmother and how I relate to her, honestly, because I always knew that my grandmother lost her mother at four years old. After four years old, she didn't have her mom around. And I knew that fact, you know, it's like you memorize your last name. You, you just know these things, certain key facts about family. But it never really clicked to me until I had my own children. Until now, I have my own four-year-old. What it would be like if I wasn't around for them. How important I am in their lives. And it clicked for me on a whole new level how that impacted 
her entire character, her heart, and not having a mother figure to lean on, to be loved on. And while there were other, you know, details of her life that I learned about, that one just kind of was driven home more and more and more as I spent time with her in the hospital. What it must have been like for her to lose her mother at four years old and the absence of her mother as she grew up. And, you know, at one point, my husband JJ said to me, so she's 86. Her mom has been gone for 82 years. And I was like, can you imagine 82 years without your mom? And I want to take a moment to just say that for anybody listening who's grown up without their mom, who misses their mom, in Spanish you say, cuánto lo siento. In English that is roughly translated to how you don't know how much I feel for you. And I'm sorry. My intention is not to be insensitive to that possibility. It's the opposite. This experience of spending time with my grandmother, of feeling the weight of the absence of her mother these past, you know, 82 years, it grew in me a sense of compassion that I never knew existed for my grandmother. Now, you might be thinking, like, why compassion? There's a quote in one of my favorite books by Dr. Brene Brown. The book is Daring Greatly, and the quote says, Compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. And I think that's what happened when I became a mom, when I started understanding more deeply the relationship between a mother and child. You know, I became more of an equal to my grandmother. And I was able to see her for who she really is, not just for the grandma that I wanted, not just for the hugs that I wanted and the toys that I wanted and the love that I wanted. I put myself more than ever in her shoes. What was it like for her? What must it have been like to grow up as her? You know, and there's this book by Henry Nowen, and I'm, I have no idea if that's how you pronounce his name. I am so sorry. But the book is called The Way of the Heart. It's one of my favorite books ever. And in it he says, We usually want to do away with suffering, but compassion means to not do away with it, but to simply go with the person into their suffering, and be there with them. And I think that is what I was able to do at the hospital over those two weeks. I was able to be with her in her suffering, not just physical suffering and, you know, what she was going through at the moment, but what her life was like, what her life was truly like for her, and how I could provide her in those moments, in those very difficult moments, with more love and support. And honestly, between you and I <laughs> and the interwebs at large, some gossip, you know, there was one day that I'm so glad that I kind of made some jokes with her. She wasn't feeling so great at the time, but I decided to make a few jokes and tell her a little bit of gossip. And she, her face just lit up and she was so surprised <laughs> and she loved it. She loved it. It was a little bit of normalcy, a little bit of fun. And, you know, she wasn't speaking much at that time, but her eyes said it all. She wanted more. And I'm so glad that I, you know, kind of strayed from the usual talk that we had been having in the hospital to something a little more fun and lighthearted. And she loved it. I am the master of deep conversations, but I also can have a good time. And so I'm glad I was able to do that with her in that moment. It's a memory that I will always cherish. 
But through this compassion that I grew to have for my grandmother in the hospital, I thought of another quote that I once heard a long time ago. And it's a Dr. Maya Angelou quote. And she said, I did then what I knew how to do. Now that I know better, I do better. Because obviously Dr. Maya Angelou has all the answers, right? And it just reminded me that my grandmother was a wonderful person. She really was. But there was a marked felt absence of her mother in her life. You could tell. You could tell that she grew up without a mom. And I understand that that's a weird thing to say. Like, what is the thing that was so telling about it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But let's just say I think she would have been different if she had grown up with a loving mother. Which got me thinking about other people. You know, just these past few days, I've started granting that same kind of understanding and compassion to other people, not just my grandmother, not just my grandfather who passed in on Saturday, it'll be 11 years ago, not just to family members who have passed, but I mean to people in the here and now, people who may hurt me, people who may make me feel a certain way. You know, everybody has somewhere that they come from, experiences that have formed them for the good and for the bad. And I truly do believe that given what they have had, the tools they have had, the experiences they have had, the teachings they have had, everyone's doing their best. Everyone is doing their best. And their best might not be good enough for you and for your life. And that's okay, which, you know, I talked about in the episode on boundaries. But you have to understand where they're coming from and have compassion for them. Because we are all just a product of our past experiences, right? And none of us is perfect. You know, this upcoming quote that I'm about to use, it might sound a little inappropriate, kind of gruesome due to the topic of this episode. Trust me, I looked for other quotes. But this is the best way of describing the issue of judgment and how we perceive other people. You know, it, it helped me to truly understand the problem of me judging others. And it's also from Henry Nguyen's book, The Way of the Heart. And he says... It is folly for a man who has a dead person in his house to leave him there and go to weep over his neighbor's dead. Now you know what I mean when I said that might have been an inappropriate quote to use for this episode, but the thing what it really kind of drove home to me is that what we are judging in other people is something that we have inside of ourselves. We need to work on ourselves first and be our best selves instead of judging others. First of all, judging others is a waste of time. I really want to do a separate episode on that. But most people, when they encounter death of some sort in their family or some kind of tragedy, it drives home to them that, you know, life is short. Got to live it to its fullest. And yes, I have some sense of that now. You know, it's a kind of a reminder that this is not our practice life. It's not. This is our one shot, Right. But at the same time, it has made me think more about how am I not living my life in terms of actions, like am I bungee uh, jumping and skydiving and am I going for my dreams and am I taking that vacation and am I doing all the things in the bucket list, but more how am I treating others? Am I internally judging other people when I shouldn't? Like my internal game, is it at its best? And the truth is, is obviously, it's never at its best. We could always be better. But that is what has been my experience going through this, is that this is my chance 
to do the best that I can for others, for my kids, for my family, for my friends, for everybody out there listening, but also for myself. Like I want to be able to have that same compassion that I felt for my grandmother and suspend judgment for others. I don't want to judge others anymore. I want to have compassion for them and understanding, extend a hand and say, I know where you're coming from. I can see why you might be the way that you are and either try and help them in some way or move along, but not judging, no anger, no resentment. And I know that this is kind of like a hard topic to talk about. It's also, you know, very subjective. Everybody deals with grief in different ways. And of course, Marcella the master of deep conversations is going to come up with this very deep way of dealing with her grandmother's loss. But I did want to say, I did want to end this episode in sharing that the last day that I saw my grandmother, which was Friday afternoon, I thought I was going to the hospital for a little while, you know, because I would visit her various times a day and visiting hours were short. And so I'd pop in and out, pop in and out of the hospital, pop in and out. Thankfully, it's the hospital is almost in my backyard. Like it's a five minute drive. So I was wearing high rise jeans and my queen crop top T-shirt. And it's a black shirt that says queen on it. If you might have seen it on my Instagram. So I threw a sweater over it and I went to the hospital, but you know, little did I know that I was going to end up at the hospital for, I don't know, like seven hours. And that would be the last time I would see my grandmother. So that last afternoon and evening that we spent with my grandmother, she was in and out of pain. And it was a really hard thing to watch. And it was one of the hardest days of my life, probably. But it brought me immense joy that every once in a while I would stand at the foot of her bed and I would say, Hapuli, which is, we, Puli is what we call her. And she would look at me and she would kind of raise her eyebrows and like, hi, kind of thing. A few times she said, que tal amor, which is, hi love, how are you, you know, or whatever. And, and then she would move her eyes down to my shirt and she would start reading it. She loved the shirt. I don't know what it was about it, but it drew her attention and she would read. It said, queen. And she would whisper, queen. And I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite band. And I tried to play a song for her. She's like, I don't remember that. No, but I mean, who doesn't know we will rock you? Puli does not know we will rock you apparently. But, you know, it just, it made me happy to give her something to think about, something else to focus on, on such a hard, hard moment in her life. And, you know, I said to JJ when we walked out of the hospital room, like there was Freddie Mercury. There was Freddie Mercury giving me a little surprise today giving us some consolation, giving her some consolation, some distraction, and something that she could focus on. You know, it was my shirt that she liked. That was fun for me. It was. Queen is a very common topic on this podcast, but I just wanted to share with you again that he's always there. He's always up to something. Freddie, I love you. <laughs> anyway, this has been an episode that I didn't think would run this long, 20 minutes. Thank you for listening. I am not going to edit this episode because if I do, I'm not going to release it. If I listen to this episode again, it's not going out. So you know what? It is going out as is. I apologize for the ums. I apologize for the long pauses and all the <gasps> breaths. I'm not editing them out. <laughs> Just a warning. Thank you for listening. This is a very special episode for me, a difficult one, one that I doubted whether or not I should record at all. But you know what? Bully deserved a tribute and she deserves to know what I learned from this experience.
something that I think is not too common for, you know, a grieving process, but that's okay. That this is my process. And like I said, I am the master of deep conversations. So thank you for listening to episode 17 of the Kin Podcast. Thank you for being so kind to me and my unedited rambles on losing my grandmother. I will be back in a few days with the original episode I was going to release last week. You're going to get that one in a couple of days. So we will be up to date after that. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I hope you'll hop on over to iTunes and hopefully give me a five-star review, just an honest review. And, you know, I would love for some feedback. Anything you can send me, I'm Kin the Studio on Instagram. Just pop on over there and let me know what you're thinking. What are you thinking about the podcast? Am I doing a good job? Am I doing a so-so job? Terrible job? Just tell me. I would love to hear what you would like to hear more about. What topics are the ones that are a little cringeworthy? What topics are the ones that you're waiting to hear about? Let me know. I'm here to serve. So anyway, thanks again. You're the best. I am grateful for you. And just a quick note that, as always, you can hop on over to kinpodcast.com to check out the episode show notes, and I'll link up all the quotes and all the books that I mentioned in today's episode. Anyway, this is Marcela signing off.